Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and of course those amazing relationships. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So today's show is about stress. Now, do you ever notice how hard it is to get in the mood for sex when you're all stressed out? Carol? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right, babe? Mm -hmm. However, for some of us, actually, I just mentioned her name. You know, sometimes she doesn't even recognize or people out there don't recognize the signs of stress. And, you know, when this one over here isn't feeling very frisky, um, she's not getting into sex. And I know exactly why. Well, the fact is that stress is affecting our sex life, whether we know it or not. Not just our sex life, but people in general, right? (laughs) Everybody. Yes. And we all have to work hard to keep the stress out of the bedroom. Right. So with that being said, we have an amazing show for you today with an amazing guest. And we also have a new segment we're going to be premiering on our show today. And it's called Five Things You Should Know. And our expert guests are going to share five important and interesting facts all about their most passionate topics. Well, one of our passionate topics is sex toys. So let's not forget to mention one of our favorite toys, the Crescendo. Well, it's a vibrator and it's a little bit different than other types of vibrator. First of all, it's bendable. It has different vibe settings to choose from and it's got smart sensors too. It'll personalize your pleasure like none other you have experienced. That's right. You experienced it last night, babe, and you're still uh, glowing from it. So whether you're exploring with your partner or flying solo, Crescendo brings brings pleasure over and over and over and over again. (laughs) And for a limited time, it's half price at $73 for a limited time. Just use the code Crescendo-1 as your promo code. So start your... Pleasure Revolution today, head over to mysteryvibe.com. That's mysteryvibe.com, your pleasure personalized. All righty, let's get on with the show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. You know we are Carol and David, and we're so excited to introduce today's guest. Gina Van Leuven. Gina is an international wellness speaker, author, and a board-certified health coach. Gina brings a new level of inspiration on how to de-stress and achieve work-life balance, work and life balance, while maximizing performance in all areas of life, including your live life and your sex life. I'm really glad that this show gets recorded because I hope we're going to sit down and listen to the show when it's over, and hopefully we can work on those issues that you have are, that which are related to stress. Are you ready, babe? I'm certainly ready. All right, Gina, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thanks so much for making time for being here today. Oh, you're so very welcome. Thanks for having me on. And we're so excited to be talking about stress because that is one of the things that I suffer with a lot. So, you know, I'm going to be listening. And like David said, we will have homework to do, I'm sure, at the end of this show. So let's just get started by talking about uh, your background, your backstory, and how you got to be here this particular part of your life. And your celebrity status. Well, it's a a rather long story, but the short of it is that I was sick with a lot of health issues 
And then I healed myself with food and emotional reprogramming, and I was so excited about the changes that I experienced, as well as the changes with my son, who had chronic ADHD with aggression, that I left my corporate job, thought my husband was going to divorce me, but I left my corporate job, became a board-certified health coach, and since then, I've done a lot of public speaking. I became a best-selling author with my book, Nutrition for Success, How to Maximize Performance in All Areas of Life, and really, the bottom line is, after seeing, being part of this transformation within myself and seeing it within my son, and then seeing it in so many people that I work with, I really just feel so passionate about empowering people to take control of their health and well-being. And so this personal experience that you had with your own health is what's driving you even today. And are you still successfully, that you're still healthy today? Yes. I'm healthier at over 50 than I was in my 20s. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. So are we. Yeah, actually we are. We do work out and we work hard to be healthy. So I guess... Um, not that we were ill before, but I certainly we're stronger and um, well, got more we're energy. Eating better, we mm-hmm. exercise. I mean, we're going to get into nutrition and and emotions and all that stuff later on in the show. But for sure, I feel better now than ever in my life. Yeah, absolutely, we feel great. Well, and, so. and your sex life is thanking you. Uh huh. <laughs> you are absolutely is. right. That connection is what this is all about, right? <laughs> And I know when we were talking right. earlier, you were telling us that so many people have misconceptions about what stress is and that people don't even recognize the signs of stress. And and why don't you elaborate on all that? It, yes. Well, there's the obvious of being in overwhelm or having anxiety or racing mind. You, you, you can't sleep at night. Those are the obvious symptoms that most people recognize. But then there, there are the more subtle ones like depression or loneliness, people don't realize that that can be as a result of stress, moodiness, irritability, anger, any of those things can be symptoms from stress that just go unrecognized. But then there's also the point of stress addiction. So even though you might have obvious symptoms like being in overwhelm or having anxiety, not being able to sleep or if you mind all of that, it might be this perpetual flow of being in this state and you become so used to it that you don't even pay attention to it anymore. It just becomes your way of life. And that's where I was. I was what I call a stressaholic. I did not know what it really felt like to not be in stress. And in fact, when I started to switch that, to reverse that behavior, when I started experiencing relaxation, it was extremely uncomfortable for me. I did not know how to relax successfully. Now I'm great at it. I know how to do it very, very well, but it takes a lot of practice to go from being a stressaholic to being in a state of balance where you can bounce back and forth. You know when you need to to go into a state of relaxation or you can see the light at the end of the tunnel uh, and use your tools while you're in those those states of stress to be able to mitigate that. A, stress, a stressaholic. Uh-huh. Hmm, I think I'm living with one. Well, you certainly were living with one when I was in the corporate world myself, which was now, uh, I don't even know how long ago now. I guess that's five years since I left my corporate position. And so I'm kind mm. of I'm definitely feeling what you're saying. And when David wanted to take vacations and get away, I'm, he had a hard time getting me to sit down and relax. So I'm kind of feeling that that is definitely a similar situation than what you had. Yes, and, and as I said, Carol, it just takes practice. It, it's the, the conscious effort, you know, uh, first recognizing that there there's an issue, which you have, making a conscious effort to 
do things where you're in a state of relaxation and just sticking with it. Uh, I remember being in yoga class for the first time. And in the beginning of yoga, we lay in this position called Savasana. And it, it's basically laying there with your legs kind of propped up. And you, you're, that's all you're doing. You're just laying there. And I would just sit there and think, oh, my gosh, when is this going to be over? <laughs> G- Gina, I'm feeling Gina, you. I'm feeling you. Had, no, no, Gina, Gina. Yeah, when right? Carol goes for a relaxing massage. She's lying there, and her bread is her brain is going a 1,000 miles an hour while she's getting a massage. And I'm, like, falling asleep. And she's like, how can you fall asleep? Aren't you worried? I said, no, no, no. I can get into my happy place. And, no, her brain is always going a million miles well, a minute. I think I'm much better now than I was before. Okay, well, the bar was super, super, super low before. So, yeah, maybe it's moved up a little <laughs> yeah, bit, but there's still work to be done. Yeah. Well, and Carol, that, that's a good point of knowing that you are truly in a state of relaxation is when you can fall asleep through a massage. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know both sides. And I know that when I'm in, in more stress, I, and I go get a massage, which when I live in Malaysia, I get regularly because they're so inexpensive there. I feel my mind racing. I can't c- completely relax. And one of the things you can do is really start focusing on the movement of the person who's giving you a massage or so the movement across your muscles. And focusing on that and your breath allows you to divert your attention from your racing mind, and then it will help you to learn to relax. So it's just those little things that you can do to practice and as I say, practice makes perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to get into the sexual part of stress and nutrition a little bit later in the show. But wouldn't that clearing your brain and feeling what the other person is doing to you relate to having sex as well? I mean, I know sometimes when Carol and I are having sex, her brain isn't necessarily there because there's so much going on and she's worried. She's a very caring person. And it's not the best sexual experience that we could be having. So do you think that's um, a symptom of her brain not being able to relax and focus on the moment and it's just a little bit more everything else going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. When the, the brain is not focused on the moment, it's not focused on the present, it's focused on the past or the future. It happens when you're in a state of stress like that. So learning to be in the moment, being present, is hugely beneficial, and that's something that I try to practice as much as I can, uh, and it's not always easy to do, but when I find myself thinking about, I tend to think about the future more than the past. Some people are the opposite. They think about what they didn't do or what they should have done, and I, either way, whether it's the past or the future, is really focusing on, okay, what's going on right now? Whether you're driving, uh, whether you're talking with somebody, whether you're writing something, whether you're having sex, all of that is being very in the present, in the moment, so that you can fully experience. Well, in my own defense, I don't think I'm that bad in bed, David, that I can't even focus on the sex. No, I no, do, you're great in bed. I do actually get there. It just takes me some time. So I'm I'm thinking in my mind that, okay, I have to relax because now we're getting into it. Okay, David, start with your massaging. And I am at first unfocused. But I think I do actually gain the focus at the end. It's not like we end the sex session where I wasn't even able to be in the present at the moment. I think, in my own defense, I do get there eventually. You do get there, and I enjoy it because I like slow sex, and I like massaging, and I like taking the time to get you into that moment. But, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, babe, I'm in the mood now, and it's like, no, 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 I got to do this, <laughs> okay. and this is happening, so, yeah, and that's okay. happening, this so, one's coming, and right. tomorrow, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Right, that's another story. That's not, We haven't had the sex yet. Okay, I get that. Okay. Yeah. That's 
That's cool. He's absolutely right. It's, I, it's very hard to do the all day foreplay with you because <laughs> you're like thinking about I so know, many other things. Not that they're bad things, but you know, we got to think about our couple too. I know, but I'm a planner. So I, I'm in my head. I, I play out what's going to happen, what's coming up, what we need to do and prepping and all of that stuff. So that's a great segue into our next segment. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the seven steps to overcome stress and as well, how nutrition and stress and all that affects us in the bedrooms. So we're having a great discussion with Gina Van Leuven from Healthy Habits Academy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David, and today we're having a great discussion with Gina Van Leuven from Healthy Habits Academy. Did I get that right? Yep. Alrighty. Um, now we're going to continue our discussion we've been having about stress, and Gina, you know, we know that stress is often referred to as the silent killer, so let's chat a little bit about how we can reduce, how we can reduce stress in our lives. And I know you have something called the seven steps to overcome stress. Yeah, so I, I do have a program online called Seven Steps to Overcome Stress. It's absolutely free. Anybody can go to easierstress.life. That's easierstress.life as in living life and get those free tips. But there there are two that I think are most important. And this is other than rest. Like everybody knows that sleep helps stress. This is above and beyond that. And the things that people don't generally think about when it comes to overcoming stress. The first one is drinking more water, Mm. getting, getting hydrated. It's so critical that we maintain the the water balance in our body because water we're 75 percent water so if you're even just a little bit dehydrated it can cause stress on the body your brain all of your organs and tissues uh, rely on this water your cells everything relies on water and so just that little bit of dehydration can cause additional stress on the body so that's the the first go-to is when you're feeling stressed in any way shape or form is have a glass of water that's number one. Number two is breathing. And again, one that, that goes unrecognized because we do it all the time, right? Or we would, we would die. So breath isn't something that's really thought about. It's just an automatic subconscious thing that we do. But when you start doing focused breathing and you're breathing all the way down to your belly, I call it the belly breath, instead of shallow breathing from your chest, that can help you reduce your stress. So 
if you just take a moment, even while you're listening right now, just take a moment, take a nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Really focus on feeling the breath down to your belly. Feel your belly expand. Just put your hand on your belly and feel it expand as you, as you breathe in. And then exhale. You should feel your belly. It feels great, and actually. As well. I, feel, I feel a relaxation immediately. And it's funny because our trainer, Henry, we can shout out to Henry, who's the best trainer in the world. <laughs> we go to uh, work out with him three days a week. He's 60 years old. And when we're working out in the gym, he makes us breathe he through us every stop, yeah. exercise and go through it. Mm-hmm. And it actually creates a much greater cardio workout by doing the proper breathing and doing things slowly. And we've had many, many sexpert guests on our show that talk about breathing through an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it goes back to our conversation about being present. When you're focused on the breath, you're very present in what you're doing. It helps you focus on the activity, helps you become more centered. And when you're exercising, you need to be doing balanced activity. For example, if you're doing bicep curls, you don't want one arm to be working more than the other. You want it to be even. You want your hips to be even, your shoulders to be even. And when you're breathing through that, it allows that balance to to happen. Not to mention you're oxygenating your body, which is delivering oxygen to, uh, to your cells, which helps everything as well. So it, it's a multitude of different things, different things that happen in when you're in focused breath. Amazing. I want to go back to that sleep thing because I, I think sleep is, 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 is like a vicious circle because when you're stressed, you don't sleep. And when you don't sleep, you get stressed. So what is you know a quick thing that you can advise people to do to get out of that, that horrible circle where one leads to the other and you just keep going round and round? Yeah. And again, that, that's one that, that I used to experience regularly and still do sometimes. I get into that phase, especially around the, the full moon. I tend to get kind of wigged <laughs> out during the full moon. But that's another story. So, again, the breath, going through focused breathing, really focusing on the breath when you're trying to sleep. Every time your mind wanders, you go back to the breath. Mind wanders, you go back to the breath. Mind wanders, and you go back to the breath. Mm. That can help to relax or focusing on something in particular, like being in a field of daisies and then you see this big tree off in the distance. So you're basically going through a guided meditation or listening to a guided med- meditation. That can help people go into a state of relaxation or Zen music, something like that will help people go into a state of relaxation. You can also take some natural remedies like valerian root or melatonin, drink some chamomile tea. There are some brands like Nighty Night Tea that has a blend of different things that can help you at least get to the point where you're sleeping. And keep in mind that if you're used to not sleeping, you want to do this for probably, I don't know, a week or so. Take those remedies a week consistently before you start seeing a, a result from that. And then once you get to where you're sleeping regularly, then you can slowly go off of those things. So you don't want to become dependent on those things. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the rest of the seven steps, just to give you a heads up on that, uh, number three would be to get moving. And I'm not talking just about exercise. I'm talking about general movement, just moving your body in any way. It lubricates your joints. It brings oxygen in your body. So super important, helps reduce stress. And then 
food, which we're going to talk about, is extremely important because you can either be helping or hurting your body. So I always say eat your way to less stress. <laughs> that That's a, a, a much nicer thing to do. And then redirect your focus would be number five. So the idea of being in a place of gratitude or uh, switching away from feeling bad about something to understanding that there might be some good things about that or or that you might have it better than someone else, for example. So it's really about being in a place of gratitude tremendously reduces stress. Uh, one of the things that I often say to my clients is ask yourself, is this going to matter in a week, a month, a year? And if it's really not going to matter in a week, a month, a year, you need to let it go. If it's something that's very important, you, you need to break it down and figure out how to solve the problem. But it, a lot of times people get all spooled up about something that really does not matter in the grand scheme of things. So redirecting your focus. Number six would be to avoid stress-contributing foods. And again, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And then finally, and I love, love, love this one, is put yourself first. Uh, this does not mean that you can be selfish and never think about anybody ever, ever again and only yourself. This is not nar- narcissism. This is just about taking care of yourself, nourishing yourself so that you have enough reserve in your body and your mind so that you can effectively help other people, so that you can engage with other people, so that you can be kinder, more loving, more forgiving with other people. I love that. Yourself first. I love that whole concept of self care. And I'm seeing more and more messages about self care on social media, which I think is actually really good, especially for women where we have to give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves because we're always out there nurturing everybody else in our lives. So even giving yourself permission to have great sex. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So those seven ways of reducing stress are so important in our lives. And I think that there's a lot to be taken away from all of that. And we can get more information right there on your website at the Healthy Habits Academy. And, and so one of the, one of the uh, ways that we can uh, understand more about how stress has affected us is that it affects our hormones. And that's, I think, going into our next segment is all about how our hormones work against us and for us and how stress can change the balance of our hormones. So let's get on to, to that. Maybe you can explain to people in a real simple way of how hormones work in our body. Yeah, we need it simple so I can understand it. <laughs> exactly. David's listening. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, it's a bit of a complicated process, but essentially your all the organs that are in your endocrine system send hormones into your bloodstream that are in search of specific cells. So think about that. It's hormones that are in your bloodstream, they're in search of a specific cell so that they can regulate the behavior of that cell or those cells. Not usually one cell, it's many, many cells that are in a particular area. And we're also familiar with the male and female hormones like testosterone, and estrogen that are, are and, and the organs that are responsible for sex drive, right? Like the the uterus and, and the testes, all, you know, the, the male and female sex hormones. But there's two other important horm- or organs that people don't generally even think about or even know what, what they are necessarily. One is the hypothalamus, and that sits in the middle of your brain, right in the middle of your brain. And then your adrenal glands, which sit on top of your kidneys, and we talked about stress in, in the last part of the episode. That's what negatively impacts those adrenal glands is, is the stress. So what happens is when you are in what's called fight or flight, so when you're stressed, 
it feels like you're running from a bear. Even if you're not, when you're in a, in a state of stress, it inside your body does not know you're being chased by a bear. It thinks that, or it thinks that it is being chased by a bear. It doesn't know that you're not being chased by a bear, right? Just because you have, you know, something to do and your boss is screaming at you, that's the bear. And your body will release cortisol and that comes from your, your adrenal glands. So when you're in that state all day, every day, day after day, it, it starts to stress out your adrenal glands. And uh, people don't really think about that, but your adrenal glands control other hormones as well. And so when your adrenal glands are affected, everything in your body can be affected. So just Does that to, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to summarize from what I got out of that is that uh, we have glands in our bodies that create the hormones that are when uh, we create this cortisol hormone, your body thinks you're in stress all the time, even if you're not really running from a bear. And so that's a negative way to be. And so all sorts of other things are affected, like a cascade of things happen to our body when the cortisol is floating all around all day long. Right, right. And cortisol lowers your libido. It, it also lowers testosterone production, which both men and women need testosterone. That's part of your what delivers your sex drive. And cortisol just shuts that right off. Wow, makes sense, right? <laughs> David's pointing at me right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> See, so you're no, ju- but seriously, <laughs> yeah. since, you, since you turned 50 and started menopause, your libido has dropped and your stress level has gone up. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they're tied. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But also, I think if you're just going to learn those seven habits, like you said, of how to reduce stress in your life, and you actually practice those things over and over, does that actually stop the cortisol from being produced? No, cortisol is a necessary element in the body. If, if, if it weren't there, you wouldn't get up in the morning. So cortisol is what turns off melatonin. Um, the mel- when you wake up in the morning, melatonin gets shut off. Cortisol starts getting pumped out so that you can get out of bed in the morning. Okay. So cortisol is very important. It's, it's a good thing. We see it as a bad thing, but it's only a bad thing if it's an overproduction. Uh-huh. And unfortunately many of us are in overproduction. That's when it can become a problem. Well, it's all about balance, just like you said, about balancing life and work and family and sex and all of those things together keeps your body healthy. Let's talk about hormones and sex and how they affect our sex lives. Okay, sure. So Gina, how does it all work um, together to get us up and going and feel arousal and feel sexy and feel desire and all of those things that we need to have a great sex life? Yeah, well, one of the things that I think is important to understand is that both men and women have the same hormones, but in different amounts. So women often suffer more from these hormonal imbalances because of the fluctuation that we go through on a month-to-month basis with menstruation and childbearing and all of that. It just makes us more at risk for fluctuation. And as I said, these hormones can start or elevate certain things and, and then they can can stop certain things like I mentioned testosterone lowering testosterone production but it can also like elevate um, estrogen or progesterone or it can deplete it and without getting too complicated when you have too much of something like cortisol or too little of something like testosterone that's when it throws everything out of balance and when you're in this constant state of stress that's throwing your hormones off it's nearly impossible to get into that place where you feel balanced enough to have the desire for sex, to um, 
to, oh, oh, let me talk about vaginal dryness. (laughs) That's a big one with, with women. Uh, that, that will happen if your hormones are out of balance. So estrogen, for example, is responsible for that. Uh, so when you're not getting enough, you're going to have less desire. You're, you're going to get vaginal dry, dryness. The elasticity as well in the vagina can become more, it can become more rigid. So you don't have the elasticity. It's less pleasurable. So the hormones affect, affect all of that. So, um, I mean, we could talk about this for hours and hours, and we've had a couple of shows on this. I, I love this discussion. So, for women who are not having great sex because they don't feel like getting into it, um, are you saying that stress and hormones um, are creating this issue? And if yes, what can they do to help themselves? And I'm sure there's baby steps involved. It's not like um, it's great, uh, horrible today and great tomorrow. Right. And really, I always look at things um, mentally and physically. Everything. is There's always a mental and a physical piece. So from the physical piece, looking at how to manage stress, eating properly, you know, all of that. But then from a mental piece, there might be things that have happened in someone's life that ha- have caused them to be afraid of sex or, or not desire it uh, or not be adventurous in in general, so that's that's a little bit of a different a different angle, I guess, that we could take. But if we just talk about the physical part of it and the the hormone piece of it, if someone ha- if their hormones are off, uh, number one, I encourage. I encourage them to see a naturopathic doctor to look at the hormones. And you can see a a regular medical doctor as well, but oftentimes they look at the chart and you're either in or out of the norm. That's it. They don't look at anything beyond whether you're flagged in or out of the norm. A naturopath will often look in between the lines. Are you too close to one or the the other? So they, they take a little deeper look into what's going on with your hormones and then they can help you adjust that. Now, I'm one for always going natural first. So looking at your food, your stress, your lifestyle, uh, your exercise, you know, all of that is very important in balancing your hormones. But then you get to menopause. So for example, with me, I had terrible PMS, terrible cramps, and just debilitating, and it was terrible, and it was very irregular. I started doing acupuncture. I cleaned up my diet. This is in my early 30s, and went off birth control and all that kind of stuff, and I have been regular, and I'm 51 now. I've been regular every 28 days since that time, so it's been, what, 20 years? I don't know. It's been a long time. Until I started hitting menopause last year. Then right. things started to fluctuate. I was like, okay, what the heck's going on? <laughs> Something's going on. Looked at my hormones. And at this point, diet, exercise, you know, stress reduction is not going to matter. My hormones are changing, right? right? So I, I work with a natural path. We've gotten everything in order. It, it's I don't have hot flashes. I, I don't have any of the problems that most women go through because I'm doing basically bioidentical hormone replacement. So I don't do any chemicals or anything like that. Uh, we're talking about... Um, is it creams that, or is it pills? Cream. cream. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, uh, vaginal cream, which really helps with dryness. 
uh, or lack of, you, you, you don't want to have dryness. So if you have vaginal dryness, the cream really helps with that. There's wrist creams as well that can be used. Wild yam is great if for, for vaginal dryness and increasing libido. Great for those with PMS as well. DHEA and pregnenolone, which is what I'm on now, now that I've gotten everything normalized. Uh, those are really precursor hormones, so they help with they help man- your body manufacture other hormones. So I'm not even on bioidentical anymore. I'm now just on DHEA and pregnenolone. Uh, so those are just some things that women can do to balance their hormones. So if I were to ask your husband, how's your he- sex life? Well, since he's in Malaysia and I'm in the U.S., it really sucks right now. <laughs> when you're together. When you're together, how's it go? When we're together, it's fantastic. Oh, yay. Yay. So, so you still have the desire and you still jump his bones and uh-huh. sex is great. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I was going through all of the things that we talked about with you know, lack of desire, especially when it becomes more painful because of the the dryness. It's mm-hmm. like, gosh, you know, it's like my brain wants to, but my my body doesn't because of, of the pain. And it was just a matter of getting my hormones. And, and, and we use coconut oil for lubrication. It works fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I... I it was all about the dryness. It just was a lack of lack of estrogen. Wow, that sounds great. And you know, it's so important that we have these kind of discussions because not everyone knows that the, that this is normal when you go through this kind of stage in life. And so it's great when we can talk about it out in the open. There's no taboos or shame uh, surrounding it. There's actually some answers. You can actually get help, get those bioidentical hormones or some health uh, help with that and use lots of lube. That's what we always advocate for sure, especially when... We love coconut oil. We have the Costco size. Yeah, exactly. So let's just remind everybody that we're chatting with uh, Gina Van Leuven from Healthy Habits Academy and it's time for a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into our new segment, The Five Things You Should Know All About Emotions. So this is The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David and we're going to be right back after this. Whether you're new to single life, stuck in dating hell, or coupled up and trying to spice things up, Done Being Single with host Treva and Robbie Sharf is your lifeline to love. From hookups to happily ever after, Done Being Single is dating intervention with practical tools and tips that will take your dating game to the next level. Tune in to Done Being Single, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And be sure to follow Treva and Robbie on Instagram and Twitter at Done Being Single. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David. And you know, this is one of our better shows that we've had in the last while because everybody Really, you know, at this time of the year, uh, stress is important. Uh, We were talking about hormones. Later on, we're going to get into nutrition. But very rarely do we talk about emotions. In this segment, um, which is new on our show, which is five things you should know, we're going to talk with Gina Van Leeuwen all about, we're going to talk all about emotions. So when it comes to sex and sexuality and relationships, there's so much to learn. And most of us don't know what we don't know. 
And that's why we invite our sexpert guests to enlighten us about the topics that are dear to their hearts, and so that we can learn and grow and strive for better understanding about sex and sexuality and relationships. So Gina, you're up. You're going to give us those five things that we should know about emotions. So we're ready. Go for it. Yeah, I think the the first one is that when your emotions are out of whack, when they're all over the place, when you have no control over them, you don't feel like you have control over them, it just creates a lot of chaos. So when you can create that peace in your life, you're able to go with the flow, you're able to overcome challenges a lot easier, problems don't seem as big, you don't feel out of control anymore. If anything, it's the opposite. And you may not be able to control a situation, right? But you can control how you react to that situation. So when your hormones are balanced, your emotions are balanced, and you have control over how you react to things. Now, that doesn't mean that you're never sad or that you're never frustrated. Those emotions still come into play, but they're not as intense and you move through them more quickly. Well, I got to tell you that it really resides a lot with me about this chaotic uh, situation where the stress just hits me hard. You're talking about our renovations? We're in the middle of renovating. And so um, David has been actually very patient with me, but because our house is so upside down that I feel like I'm living in chaos and every little thing is making me emotional. The wine's been good, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, he's been very, 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 uh, um, I guess. Accommodating uh, with buying go. wine every day? There, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. And so he's very kind to me these days because he knows that the stress of the chaos in my life is what's uh, really eating at me at the moment. So I'm doing, I'm thinking a lot more about what you said about taking the deep breaths and is this going to matter in five years or not? You know, it'll be over soon. So I will take my time. Tonight I have a nice massage planned for you with coconut oil and some music. We're going to get your head out of the dust and noise tonight. Thank you, thank you sweetie. Okay, Gina. Yeah, creating some calm and uh, and quiet in the in the storm. <laughs> exactly, create that peace, even if it's temporary. Let's just create as much peace as I can amongst the chaos. Right, exactly. And I think the second thing would be to learn to to love yourself. And people don't really pay as much attention to that. It's usually about other people. We're really good at redirecting to other people and not looking at what's going on with, within ourselves. And when you address what's going on with you, it helps you be able to address what's going on with other people more easily. So when, when you learn to really love yourself, you become less judgmental of yourself, which means you're less judgmental of others. Because usually when you're judging other people, it's because you're so judgmental of yourself. You become more okay with making mistakes, whether it's, mistake that you've made or a mistake that someone else has made it gives you the capacity to fully forgive when you when you love yourself so again i want to make the connection here that when you have more love for yourself you have more love for other people you're you're more apt to forgive as well to be kinder to be more tolerant when you truly love yourself does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. We're absolutely. nodding here. You, you don't see us, but we're actually nodding, thinking, wow, that really makes sense. We love that. We love those words. And then I think when you look at yourself, sometimes you see things that 
well, improvement opportunities, really. Instead of being a critic of yourself, is looking for imp- improvement opportunities. And when you uncover the truth about your lifestyle choices, for example, you can begin to take action toward taking a different path. So, Carol, earlier we talked about the first step to knowing you have a problem. Is recognize, <laughs> or the first step to recovery is, is recognizing that you have a problem, right? Right. right. So when you can look at yourself objectively and look for improvement opportunities, you can then be, begin to take action. It's like, okay, I know that this is what I need to, to improve. Now, what do I need to do to make that happen? You see, you have a point of reference. Mm-hmm. It's like being dropped in the middle of a forest with no compass. The sun is not out. You have no idea where you are, no direction. You don't know where to go. You're just going to wander aimlessly through the forest. If you know where you are, then you can point your compass in the right direction <laughs> and and you are more apt to reach your goal that way. And I really feel that the, the feeling of being in control, really, you're able to control your emotions then. So when you're out of control, like, for example, in the chaos or in that forest in the dark, you feel out of control. So as soon as you have, like you said, you've enlightened and you found a truth and now you feel, wow, I can actually do something about this. Uh, you feel more in control and your emotions just kind of just ease down a little bit and you don't feel like such craziness going on in your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When you're in fight or flight, your brain is unable to think on that level. Okay. So when you can stop, and I have a great TED Talk. If, if people want to go to my website, they can get on the website or, or look for Gina Van Lippen, uh TED Talk and find it on YouTube. But I talk about being in fight or flight and, and, and what the body goes through when that happens. But what I say is you just need to stop. Just stop and take a deep breath. That always helps. We yeah. talked about breath yes. earlier. Take, mm-hmm. take a couple deep breaths and go, okay, what do I need to do first? Okay. So you're dropped in the middle of a forest. You don't know where you are. You start to panic. You're screwed. (laughs) Nothing good is going to come of that. You stop, you take a deep breath. Okay, what can I do? What can I do positively to to get myself out of this situation? And even the smallest of baby steps. Yeah, and even the smallest of baby steps is still a step forward. Right. And and again, it's okay to express emotions, express. Mm Uh, love. <laughs> Some people are even afraid to express love, right? Yeah. Anger, frustration, um, sorrow, all of these things, that's part of being human is expressing these emotions. But just understanding that when you're expressing your emotions, you're sharing an inner part of yourself, that deep, deep inner child that just wants to be loved and accepted. Absolutely. And then, and then the final thing is about that gut feeling that we have, sometimes our emotions take over that gut feeling because we're operating from fear instead of from from the gut feeling. When you take a deep breath, you calm yourself down, and you can you can tap into that gut feeling. That's your intuition that's kicking in. And I always say, listen to that intuition because sometimes the logic doesn't support our gut feeling. But I can tell you. Every single time I've ignored my gut feeling and I've let logic take over, I've screwed myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> so that 
that intuition is an understanding of the energy of our of the universe. So we're we're all bouncing frequencies, right? And we're we're operating off all these frequencies, and we're we're emitting and we're receiving constantly, emitting and receiving, emitting and receiving, and all that gut feeling is is receiving a frequency that your body understands that it resonates with that it that it needs to execute on. And when you ignore that because logic takes over, you've disrupted the whole innate process of the universe. So I say, go with your gut. Mm -hmm. Having said that, Mm -hmm. if you're letting your emotions get in the way, that's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, there you go. We've got five things that you should know about emotions. Let's just recap. We've got um, create more peace in your life. Uh, Number two is learn how to love yourself. Number three is perhaps uncover the truth about your lifestyle choices. Number four was about how we need to express our emotions. And five is like we should be listening to that gut feeling that we're feeling and not ignore it. All right. That was an amazing uh, section. I was just quiet there listening and learning and all that. The next section, section, which is Great Sex Matters, is going to be fun because it's all about food and sex. So, Gina, thanks so much for all that great stuff. Let's remind everyone to visit the Sexy Lifestyle website for real credible information covering all topics related to sex, sexuality, and relationships. We don't have to remind everyone, but they all know that this is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. We're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to be continuing our discussion with Gina, talking about our segment on Great Sex Matters, all about food and sex. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you find yourself lying in bed, dreaming about how to spice up your love life and wondering how you are going to make it happen? It's time to have an intimate conversation about life, love, and lust on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you've been suppressing your emotions, wanting and waiting to talk about the way you really feel about romance, host Cheryl Besner is ready to help you challenge and change the way you approach your love life. Pillow Talk with Cheryl can be heard every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. are listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show this is a sexy lifestyle with carol and david and now we're chatting with gina van leuven from healthy habits academy and now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because great sex matters and We all deserve it. Food and sex are connected in so many ways. Not only does food play an important role in our hormone regulation and our healthy body, but eating and sharing a meal is a great way to get closer to your partner, not to mention the sexual connection. Oral sex and eating food can stimulate our senses and get us aroused and primed for sex. Are you talking about like eating food off your partner's body? That too. There's lots of Or just of eating your partner. <laughs> that too. I, you know, I love eating pussy. Mm-hmm. Yummy. I've always said I'm a vegetarian. You sure are. That's honey. why you're always smiling. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking about food and sex and the relationship thereof. So let's start by talking about good nutrition and how we should n- nourish our body, our mind, and our soul. Yeah, I, I think that people kind of turn this off because they feel like it's such an unattainable thing. They're addicted to processed food and eating healthy just seems like, like this 
evaded, or what do I want to say? It's an illusion. They they can't it, they can't seem to quite grasp it. And I was there. I, I was that person who was addicted to processed food, addicted to sugar, addicted to to simple carbs. And so I know what that feels like. But having made the transition to healthy eating and not being addicted, not having food control me, I can tell you, oh my gosh, it is so much more fun on the other side. So much more fun. So much more vibrant and exciting being on the other side. It's just a matter of getting there, and that's what I help people do. The important thing to understand, I know people, they, 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 they hear it, they, they don't really understand it, is that the body needs fuel. And I'm not talking about the carbs or the fat that it's all the craze right now talking about what provides the body energy. What's the best source, carbs or fat? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about micronutrients, like your vitamins and minerals, which provide your cells that they need to perform the basic bodily function. So we talked about the hormones, right? That's super important. So everything from blood pressure to your metabolism to your immune system and hormone creation, so very, very important. And I want to talk about um, antioxidants for just, just a moment. That's another term that's been thrown around. I'm like, oh, antioxidants, it's like, the, the word of the day or the word of the the century really is antioxidants, but understanding the importance of them. So antioxidants are like vitamins A, C, E, beta carotene, lycopene, lutein, selenium, magnesium, zeaxanthin. and there's a bunch of them, okay? But I just want to talk a little bit about what they really are so you understand the importance. So antioxidants remove oxidation in the body, okay? So think of a car and rust on a car. Oxidation is the process of rusting, essentially. It's like rust on your car. Eventually, the rust erodes the car. It eats away through the metal, creates a hole. The hole gets bigger and bigger, and the big chunk of the car is gone. That's what oxidation does to the body. So antioxidants prevent that or, or, uh, why would I guess I would say prevent that from happening? They lessen the effect. You're always going to have oxidation. Oxidation is just the, the natural uh, process of, of life. But if you have more antioxidants than oxidation, then you're creating health versus deteriorating it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So just um, so, to, re- to recap that those natural foods, not the processed foods, actually have the antioxidants in them. Don't you always say just eat fresh and colorful mm-hmm. and you'll be good? Mm-hmm shop on the outside aisles of the supermarket? Yeah, the produce section really is the place to, is a place to be. Your whole grains, and I know there's a lot of talk on that. We won't get into that on the show, (laughs) but uh, I will just say that everybody is different. So one person may be better off having more uh, plant-based protein, some need more animal protein, some need uh, more grains. You know, it's different for everybody. But if you think of your organic animal proteins, plant-based proteins, anything that's from a, from a plant, and then which is, would include your, your whole grain. So if you're eating whole food, you can't go wrong. Fantastic. All That's right. what you need. That's where all those vitamins come from, not from a box. Right, Perfect. exactly. So now that we're talking about eating, let's talk about oral sex, because oral sex is all about eating, right? Okay. And that's pretty natural. That's <laughs> it's all sure. natural. Exactly. <laughs> so how important is it to have oral sex? Uh, who's going to answer this one? Well, <laughs> I guess... I, 
I guess that would depend upon the person and, and the importance level uh, uh, for them. But having said that, you, you say it's all natural, but if the person is consuming processed foods and things like that, it actually changes oh, the, there the, you go. the taste. Yeah, right. It, so, it completely so. changes the taste. So you have a clean diet. You're going to have a different taste than someone who is a who's on a processed diet. Right, wow. but my my point was I was just joking around here because <laughs> we're not getting into the the eating pussy the pussy and sucking <laughs> cock. But does eating the right foods help with a guy having a harder erection and a woman being more aroused and having a wetter pussy? Do the, the, do the foods have a, a play in that as well? Oh, definitely. And uh, you you think of. I mentioned food is fuel. If you put dirty fuel in your car, it's not going to perform well. It's, eventually, it's going to end up on the side of the road. And it's, this is especially important for hormone production and function. And without those hormones, you have, when they're not in balance, you have all those things you just, you just mentioned. So uh, I remember very early on in my career, I worked with a man who had ED, erectile dysfunction. Once we changed his diet it completely changed his performance. Wow. And just your analogy of putting dirty fuel into a car and it's not going to perform well, you hear the term all the time called eat clean. Could you just explain in, in a simple way of what does that mean to eat clean? Yeah, I would say as close to nature as possible. Okay. There you so go. eating clean, it's not just about having whole foods that were pulled from the ground. It's also about how those foods were grown. So are they genetically modified? Were there pesticides sprayed on them? Uh, are they in contaminated soil? I mean, all those things affect the quality of food. And, you know, we live we live in a modern society. There's all kinds of chemicals out there, and we're not going to be able to get away from them. So back to the antioxidants that I spoke about, having foods that are rich in antioxidants can can help the body maintain homeostasis, which, ba- which is balance, and detox those Uh, chemicals out of the body. And then I'm also very much a proponent of doing purposeful detoxing, not just using food, but using uh, nutrients and such to pull chemicals from the body on a regular basis because we live in such a modern society. Yeah, it's such a dirty society, I'm going to say. But yes, there's there's so much of that chemical stuff around us. But is there really specific foods that can make us feel more or less horny? Aphrodisiacs? Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you can go online and pull up a whole, like, 30 foods that are said to be aphrodisiacs, but I want to focus on the four that have the, the most substantial research. The, the first one is maca, and it's maca root, and I mentioned that one first because I have it every day, and I love it. It's, it's made from a root, and you buy it usually in a powdered form, in the supermarket, so it's M-A-C-A, maca root, and that's considered an aphrodisiac, and have like, I don't know, a tablespoon, big heaping tablespoon every single day. The next one is a little bit more well-known, which is ginkgo biloba, and it's said that if you have between 60 and 120 milligrams of a supplement daily, that that will significantly improve your, your sex drive. And then red ginseng, and this is one that my husband used, and he can tell a huge difference, huge, no pun intended, but <laughs> like uh, red ginseng, uh, 1.4 to 3 grams 
of red ginseng daily is the recommended dose of that. And then this final one, I did not even know myself. I actually, I wanted to look this up because I was curious of the the top aphrodisiac foods other than oysters and chocolate. Like, right. you know, people, those are the more common ones. But pistachios, oh, I did not know that. Hmm. I eat pistachios regularly. Pardon? We eat pistachios regularly without even knowing. Yeah, I've been eating them lately, and I, I'm thinking I need to stop because, like I said, my <laughs> husband is not here. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to be uh, waiting for you when you get to Malaysia in a couple of weeks. So, so now I, I have the, yes. the ultimate question for the ultimate expert on nutrition, and the question is: What about green M and M's? Do do they really make you horny, <laughs> <laughs> or is that just an urban myth? I think that would be an urban myth. Oh, man. I've been putting all those calories in me for nothing. Having said that, it's what you think it is. Uh, See, Uh I was about to say that. (laughs) If you believe it makes you horny, it's going to make you horny. I was just about to say that. That's why I've never stopped him from eating uh, green M&Ms because he swears by them. And they're, okay, if you believe it, it's going to happen. So for sure, that's so funny. So I guess it's time now, our show's running out of time. I think it's time now for some real advice. So according to your Healthy Habits Academy, what could someone start doing tonight, like right away, that could help them reduce stress, clear their minds, and start having great sex? Take notes, hon. Yes, I'm going to do that. Well, I could go back to hydration and breathing we, we discussed earlier, but it goes way more deep than that. It's, it's, it's way more fundamental than, than just hydrating and, and breathing. It's all about taking action. So if you're really serious about changing your path, the only way to do that, the only way to begin is to start taking a different action. So for example, if you do want to increase your water consumption, you can start right now by going and filling up a glass, setting up by your bed so that tomorrow morning when you wake up, you're immediately prompted to drink water, to do something different. And it's in taking these small steps that helps you change your habits then that then help you reach your goals. Wow, that is absolutely, sounds like common sense. You know, when you, when you hear it out loud like that, you think, well, that just sounds easy. And now we have to put that into practice. Right. I think that people, and myself included, get into a state of overwhelm and then you do nothing. Mm-hmm. So if you can just choose one little thing to do, you get success, and it's that success that propels us forward. And then the next day, you choose the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and you start mm-hmm. feeling better. And then that's a, a big circle. And now you're feeling better. You want to do more. Well, it's All- a little bit. It's a little bit like what we talk about: living happy, healthy, and horny. We make a conscious decision to be happy. We, I think, do a great job eating healthy, right? We, 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 we try we do our a best, good job. Yeah. We have our cheat days and all that stuff. Yeah. And when you do those two things well together, um, I think we have a great sex life. Um, yes, I know we talked about stress and all this stuff. And every day we try and have better and greater sex. And by putting some of these um, ideas into practice, we will get better. But you can't have great sex and be horny if you're not taking care of your emotion, which is happy, and your nutrition, which is healthy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. good. Very well put. Exactly. 
So Gina, uh, Very well un- said. unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, you, like uh, some of our other amazing expert guests, uh, we reserve the right to invite you back. Thanks so much for all your great advice. Um, I, I don't even know how much we put into this show, but um, I, I think some people are going to have to listen to our show twice. But I know you have a great website. You have books and videos and one-on-one coaching. How can people reach out and find you? Well, my primary website is GinaVanLeuven.com, but because it's a little difficult to spell, I think if you just go to EaseYourStress.life, EaseYourStress.life, L-I-F-E, that's a, a, a segue right into my, my main website. Wow, that's great. So we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic sexpert guests, and we hope you do too. So remember to go to our website as well, TheSexyLifestyle.com, to find credible information about sex and sexuality. And um, remember to tune into our network, the, Sef- the Sexy Lifestyle Network for 24-7 talk radio all about sex and sexuality and relationships. We have 25 other hosts there all talking about those amazing topics. That's the sexylifestylenetwork.com. And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. If you use promo code 30314, you're going to get the first month free. So check it out. Absolutely. And the countdown is on for Naughty in New Orleans. We're going to remind everybody that Naughty in New Orleans is July 24th to 28th, 2019. It is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world with over 1,300 couples. It's an event that's not only a full takeover of two of the French Quarter's biggest hotels, but we take over Bourbon Street as well, and we are going to be there. Uh, So for more information about this trip or anything else, you can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Gina, thank you so much for being here. Well, such a pleasure. And let's thank all our listeners for listening as well. So join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex and sexuality and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. 
Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure, personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.